Welcome to Hope for Today, a weekly Bible teaching program that will bring you hope for every day. Thank you for joining us this week as we continue our study through Exodus. Let's go now with Bible teacher J. Mark for a closer look at today's lesson. After Israel came out of Egypt under Moses' leadership, you might recall they camped at Mount Sinai. And Mount Sinai is an outstanding moment in human history. I say that because God came down on Mount Sinai to meet with his people. There are no other gods that are worshipped by people who have ever met with their followers like that. So there on the mountain, God gave them the law so that they would know how to live. They would know how to please him. That law is good for all people everywhere. It was intended to be the law of God, and people everywhere are expected to pay attention to it, respect it, and to obey what God has spoken. It is this law that shows to us our need for a Savior, our need for Christ. The Bible tells us no one has seen God at any time. And yet in this scripture from Exodus, Moses and the elders did see God. Now they didn't see him face to face, but they saw that under his feet was a pavement of brilliant stone. I believe what they were seeing was a reflection of the glory of God, sometimes called the Shekinah glory. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, the people of Israel trembled with fear, and they were at the far end of the camp. They weren't real close to the mountain. They weren't allowed to get too near. And now on this occasion, the leaders are approaching God's presence, and this scene is recorded for us in Exodus chapter 24 and verses 9 to 18. So listen as I read this portion of scripture. That's Exodus chapter 24 and verses 9 through 18. Then Moses went up, and Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel. And they saw the God of Israel, and there was under his feet as it were a paved work of a sapphire stone, and as it were the body of heaven in its clearness. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel he laid not his hand. Also they saw God, and did eat and drink. And the Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me into the mount, and be there, and I will give you tables of stone, and a law, and commandments which I have written, that you may teach them. And Moses rose up, and his minister Joshua, and Moses went up into the mount of God. And he said to the elders, Wait here for us until we come again to you, and behold, Aaron and her are with you. If any man have matters that need attention, let him come to them. And Moses went up into the mount, and a cloud covered the mount. And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud, and he went up into the mount, and Moses was on the mount forty days and 
40 nights. Now, on this occasion, God disclosed several direct manifestations as his people approached his presence. The first manifestation we notice was he disclosed his divine splendor. These men that were with Moses saw some representation of God. Now, we're not given the details. We're simply told they saw the God of Israel. But then what they described wasn't a person. Instead, they saw something that was under his feet, and it was a paved work of sapphire stone. Now, sapphire is a precious stone, and it's a rich blue color. The next clause in the sentence says it was like the body of heaven, or as blue as the sky of heaven. So they saw this as a sapphire stone under the feet of God, a pavement that was as blue as the bluest sky. And then we're told that the Lord did not lay his hand upon the nobles of Israel. What I take from that is that God didn't discipline or punish them. Instead, he accepted them into his presence. They saw God and they ate and drank together. Isn't that interesting? They enjoyed a meal together. Someone once said, the crown of fellowship is eating together. And we know that sharing a meal shows welcome, it shows hospitality, and it shows friendship. Later on in the book of Leviticus, God told the children of Israel how to present the peace offerings that they would bring to his tabernacle. And with this offering, they would eat part of it in the presence of the Lord, and then in that way, they could have fellowship with him. Not many descriptions like this are given to us in the Bible, but whenever God is depicted, he is revealed in much splendor, much glory. And so this manifestation led those leaders to worship him and to stand in awe before the Almighty God in his divine splendor. And then there was a second manifestation. He disclosed his divine speech. First, God spoke to Moses and he said, Come up to me in this mountain and remain there. I will give you the tablets of stone and the law and the commandments that I have written so that you may teach them. Now we must understand that this is an invitation to receive direct revelation. God is breaking the silence with the word and he's breaking the darkness with the light of revelation. You see, God wanted his people to understand this revelation. And so Moses was given the responsibility to teach it to them. I am impressed with the careful way in which God provided for his people. If he had only spoken to Moses and the elders, it could have been lost in passing it on from generation to generation to generation. But no, the Lord said, I will give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I have written. The written word remains unchanged. And God meant that this message, this speech, that he was going to give to Moses should be unchanged. So first of all, he spoke to Moses and he told me to come up and receive the law. And so what did Moses do? He went up along with Joshua, his assistant. Aaron and Hur stayed down from the mountain with the people to keep order in the camp. And if anyone needed help, these two men were there to offer the help that anyone might need. Now, only a few people have ever talked with God, and no other person has ever talked with God like Moses did. You can't go to Mount Sinai today and go up the mountain and have the same kind of conversation with God that Moses had. 
No, of course not. That's a matter of history, but it's recorded here for us in the book of Exodus. And so we should never by any means attempt to change that record. The Apostle John, in Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19, warns us not to add to or subtract from the Word of God. And so we must be very diligent to transmit it and to understand it just like it has been given to us. God disclosed his divine speech first to Moses and then from him to the rest of the people. This is his manifestation by divine speech. So we have the manifestation of divine splendor and the manifestation of his divine speech. And there was one more manifestation. It was, he disclosed his divine spectacle. Now I have chosen that word, spectacle, purposely, because a spectacle is something very unusual. It is so unusual that it usually happens only once. And that's exactly the situation here on Mount Sinai. God came down in this way only one time. The glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the Shekinah glory cloud covered the mountain for six days. It was the Shekinah glory cloud, not an ordinary moisture cloud like we have today, but a cloud radiating from the presence of God. And God came. He came in that Shekinah glory cloud, and he rested over the mountain for six full days. And we're told that the spectacle was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. Try to imagine yourself with them there at the foot of the mountain, looking up and seeing the azure blue sky, the sapphire blue sky, and then over this mountain, a devouring fire, the presence of God. You know, that must have been an awesome experience. And then, on the seventh day, after the cloud had covered the mountain for those six days, on the seventh day, God called to Moses out of the midst of that Shekinah glory cloud. And Moses disappeared from view as he went up the mountain and into that glory cloud. And how long did he stay there? He stayed there for 40 days and 40 nights. God disclosed his divine spectacle. It happened only once. No one has ever matched Moses' experience. Perhaps the closest anyone ever came was when Jesus was transfigured before his three disciples, Peter, James, and John. Now, in our present bodily existence, you and I cannot see the glory of God. The reason for that is it would be fatal. We would be consumed. His glorious brightness would consume us because of our sinfulness. Moses was the only person who was permitted such close intimacy with God. Now, while you and I cannot repeat the experience of Moses, we can have fellowship with the same God that Moses did. We do that through receiving the truth of the Bible and the presence of the Holy Spirit. The people of Israel were called to be God's people in a special way. Moses, in particular, was chosen to receive the law from God. Remember that God disclosed his divine splendor, he disclosed his divine speech, and he showed his glorious spectacle so that we might know who he is and experience his presence even today. Thanks, J. Mark, for this teaching. And thank you for being here for this teaching.
It is neat to see God's heart for his people. He shows the children of Israel more of himself. They were terrified, but as we just learned, God guided them through their fears. It is incredible to realize the Lord of the universe wants a relationship with people. He wants your heart. Way back here at Mount Sinai, God came close. Again, many years after this, God came closer. This time, he came as a baby. God came in the flesh and limited himself to a body. His desire was and is the same. He desires a relationship with you. He wants to be the object of your worship. After all, he alone is worthy. We see God going to extreme measures to make this possible. Today, we saw a small part of the story, and thankfully, Jesus has completed it. Through what Christ has done on the cross, we can come into the presence of our holy God and be in relationship with him. This is worth thinking about. If you'd like a copy of today's teaching, or if you'd like to contact us for any reason, here are a few ways you can reach us. The best way is through email. Our email is hope at heraldsofhope.org. If you don't have email, no problem. Just write to us. Our address is Hope for Today, Box 3, Breezewood, Pennsylvania, 15533. Or you can connect with us on our website. Our website is heraldsofhope.org. On our website, you will find some resources, and under the Listen tab, there is other teaching similar to what you just heard. If you go to the Connect tab, you can message us directly. Again, that website is heraldsofhope.org. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to being with you next week. Until then, go with God and grow in your connection with Him. He is an amazing God to love and serve.